following podcast contains explicit language. So, my name's Kate. I'm David. Cool. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, what do you do? Dating is awkward. No one's ever themselves. The whole setup feels artificial. Well, I mean, uh, I'm David, as, mm-hmm. you know, as we've uh, met before. Yes, but I was also meeting a lot of guys that night. Fair enough. Yeah. On the first episode of this show, we held a single guy focus group where 10 straight guys told us about their dating lives. One of them was this guy. Um, I am a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm a, mm-hmm. a writer. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. At the end of that episode, he asked out my friend, Kate. He did it face-to-face in the back corner of my office. Today on the show, we're coming along for that date. This is Why a Why. I'm Andrea Salenzi. If you missed that episode, the focus group one, you should just go back and listen. It's episode number one. When I asked Kate and David if I could record their date, they didn't flinch. Yeah, go for it. If you haven't been on a date in a while, it's hard to remember this, but basically anything you can do to mix things up is a relief. If you can say it's for a podcast, that can feel less like putting yourself out there, for real. In a cab on the way there, I asked Kate what she thought their chances really were. Since I've actually met this person in real life, It's probably slightly better than Tinder. I think it's better than that. In the history of dating, meddling is often part of the formula. Think of the village yenta. Arranged marriages. Think of the bachelor. And here's my theory for today's show. If left to their own devices, I think these two would have maybe a 10% chance of hitting it off. But just add the high stakes of a podcast recording, and those chances go up. Let's say 20%. I remember that he was really down to earth and he wasn't one of the obnoxious guys. Otherwise, I like the fact that he's a writer. He's creative. I'm optimistic about that. Yeah. Kate is young and pretty. There's something starlit about her. The other thing I feel weird saying here, because we're friends, is that Kate's really awkward. I'm not saying I'm not. We all are right? And maybe she's just awkward in a way that all 25-year-olds are awkward. I'm never necessarily sure which self to present, but a lot of the time, one of the best ways to go about it is just be yourself. And so I try to do that. Try to be yourself. I see you're doing this all the time. Because I am so outgoing. I am so uncensored. But then there's this uh, voice in the back of my head that will always tell me to stop. Now, maybe you'll agree with me about this, but I feel like I also had that voice when I was 25 years old. Back then, I still thought that if only I could get my settings right, figure out the right body language and how much confidence to have, then I'd have all the boyfriends. Now that I'm 31, I know that there's really only one setting, and it's me. And it's become easier than ever for me to find that setting. We met at a bar in Bushwick called The Narrows. There's an inside area, but then a big back garden, and that's where we decided to sit down. I picked a big table where I could set up two microphones on mic stands. 
kind of facing across from each other. At a nearby table was a good-looking guy with an Irish accent. He's on a date with a girl wearing leather pants. So I really wish that this Irish guy was single, because I like his accent. David arrives. He's 29 with brown hair. His family's Jewish, but he grew up in L.A., so he has this smart, anxious stoner vibe. No, you know, this is good and natural. It's good. He's wearing this white button-up shirt covered in Hawaiian flowers. You can tell it's probably his favorite shirt. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. That's uh, true. What kind of music do you like? Oh, gosh. I mean, I like, uh, you know, it's, it's corny to say everything, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, I like... Uh, uh, but do you have the stipulation of, like, everything but heavy metal and country? I love heavy metal and I love country. Oh, great. I love country, too. Well, and I hate it when people are like, I like everything but country. And I'm like, do you don't know country? Who are your favorite country artists? Um, huh. It's tough. So I went to school in the South, but... So here's our first lesson from the date. Ask about music. What she's really saying is, are you the kind of person who's into arrange different things? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm adventurous and knowledgeable. Plus, country music transitioned into her sharing about her background, going to school in the South. It's a good getting to know you question. It's revealing. But here's where the music question stops working. Yeah. So other than country, what do you like? Other than country, um, it, one thing, one, one genre that I think is familiar with country in a lot of ways, I don't know, like, I like rap music, uh, like a lot of rap. What kind? Uh, wait, what kind are you thinking of? Um, I don't know, I like, I like a lot of different types of rap music. Uh, I mean, rap from the 90s, like current rap, like rap like... What is your favorite rap group or rapper? Oh, I mean, that's a tough question. Uh, I have two. You have two? Uh, do you want to say them at the same time? No. No? Okay. At this point, it's basically a quiz. Gosh, I mean, let's see. Gosh, my All right. favorite. We can, we can, like, alternate. Okay. I can uh, go first. Okay. Let's do an instant replay. Kate asked him. So other than country, what do you like? David said rap music. Kate said. What kind? David had a hard time naming anything until Kate said. I can go first. Okay. Kate is driving here. She has something she wants to talk about, and she cares more about talking about it than hearing anything from David. Also, I have some insight here. During that focus group episode, David was gushing about rap music. It's one of my favorite things he told us about. The main sexual education I had in my life was from uh, the band Outkast. He told everyone about this skit from the album The Love Below. Remember when albums used to have these little creative interludes between songs? This one captures the inner monologues of two people who just woke up together after a one-night stand. Mm. But he don't even know my name. I know she think I just think she's some kind of hoe. Andrea 3000's like, man, I bet she thinks that I think that she's a slut. I don't give a shit about giving it up on the first night. But man, she just knows what she wants. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. That just let me know. She know what she want out of life. Yeah, you could have worse teachers about sex stuff than Andrea 3000. That's all I'm saying. So this whole music chat, I've been thinking about how David is just sitting there waiting to talk about Outcast, And finally, he gets his chance. Uh, it's tough, but I'm gonna go with Outcast. What's your favorite song? Oh my god, my favorite Outcast song. That Rosa is... Parks, also B.O.B. But yeah, I mean, Rosa Parks, also B.O.B. I remember, I mean, I know, yeah, god, I mean, speaker box and getting the love below. Okay, great, here we go. David has his chance. He's about to tell her about how much he loves this album. There's no way Kate would interrupt here, right? Speaker box and getting the love below together and listening to those. Honestly, on repeat for forever. There's this one advertising client that um, 
their name ends with an X. And so every time... This moment's great because David is basically unfazed. And I'm just going to play this out for a bit so you can hear how genuinely interested he is in getting to know her. How he laughs at her jokes. He's trying to form a connection here. Ah. It's the little things, you know? No, it's the little things at work that get you by, like the little inside jokes you make with your naming conventions. That's like one that I do. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think so too. Like my internal like file names are like named really weirdly, but like all of the things, all of the files that are client facing are named correctly. But like, uh-huh. I know I love little detail things like that. You know, just where it's like, you're the only one who knows about it. And you know what? That's all. That's good. Also, I mean, for myself, I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much so, I live within my own head. Mm-hmm. And so those inside jokes with myself really, really get me through the day. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not an only child, but I would uh, talk to myself for hours as, as a kid. Oh my gosh. I still talk to myself. My, mm-hmm. one of my, I talked to myself so much out loud that when I was graduating, my roommate and best friend at the time was like, hey, Kate, you're on the big screen and you can like my parents called out the fact that you can audible like you can see yourself talking to yourself as you're walking on the stage and I was just like wow that's really embarrassing mm-hmm. like it even did that and oh, it's noticeable to people uh, now we're getting somewhere and I want to push them even deeper less small talk more intimate confessions I decide to test out some meddling yeah I talked to myself what's up yeah I'm crazy no um and like I know and right now um no, no. I just wanted to swoop and say that you guys are at the 30-minute marker. So oh, like wow. This has gone halfway quickly. Halfway through a possible hour-long date. Cool. Cool. So if you want to, like, really get real. <laughs> Let's get real. What is your opinion? Okay, so oh, this, is what I wanted, this is what I wanted to bring up before. So for me, a huge dating red flag for me is when I see the green text message. What does that mean? So it means that the person doesn't have an iPhone. And you obviously have a Samsung. I do, yes. Do you have the same opinion but reverse? About about what? iPhone users. Like, do you judge them? Because I judge Samsung users no. sometimes. Unless they're, like, literally a tech developer. I'm like, all right, fine. No. Doesn't, no. doesn't matter to me. All right. So I guess that's just, like, an iPhone snooty thing. Probably. Cool. Well, okay. that didn't go well. Somehow me saying get real turned into be blunt. I know that sounded like she was nagging him for not having an iPhone, but don't forget, this is a date where that lack of trust and familiarity can make everything you say sound more judgmental. These two people do not know each other. This date is deciding if they will ever know each other. Despite my intervention, they go back to talking about music. Yes, um, well, the Jizza, the genius of Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not good. And this goes on. They're getting more and more comfortable around each other. Kate sips her beer, arching her neck back while holding eye contact with David. He's leaning forward almost out of his chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was born in New York. So there you go. Here we go. Yeah. And, here, and here I am. Technically Harlem. Mount Sinai. It's on 97th Street. Uh-huh. Technically Harlem. And I was... Yeah. 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 I was born in, and I was born in Cedar Sinai. So there you go. Beautiful. Same. They high-five and hold eyes. Say it. Say it, Kate. Draw up these marriage licenses right now. That'd be good. We can All right. Yeah. I'm going to keep my last name, but our first girl's name has to be Margaret. Afterwards, I'm okay with the first guy being your name, because I don't like any guy names. I appreciate that. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Great. Done. Perfect. Wait. 
Don't stop. Cool. So, How about, wait, what about, what about middle names for Margaret? Oh, um, they would be family. Yeah. Okay. We can decide. All right, sure. Yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, like, also, it'll be, like, 10, down, 10 years down the road, so it depends on who dies. Not real. That's fair. That makes sense. Wow. I think this is working. This is exactly how you talk with your date about kids and marriage really early on. You just pretend you're being sarcastic while actually being deeply sincere. This is my cue to head to the bar. I get them some more drinks, and when I get back, they found a new topic. Here's the big question. Okay, what are your favorite television shows? Okay, like, I, like you mean like right now? Like on right now? or of all time? Um, Let's go right now and then of all time. And television guys? I shout at them from across the patio. Television guys? And frustrated, I didn't come all the way out to Bushwick to listen to them talk about Mad Men. I want love. I want sparks. I want a Peabody. I want them to make out and get married and love each other until the day they die. I don't want to hear about Roger Sterling right now. I think uh, Mad Men is one of the greatest shows ever made. I, I, it will, I Clearly. Yeah, clearly. Oh, obviously. So I saw Roger Sterling the other day and people thought that I... I decide to check in with the Irish guy and his lovely blonde date. They're sitting side by side on a bench, and his hand is on her upper thigh. They're talking about their favorite television shows right now. Are you guys talking about, like, favorite television shows, favorite, do you like... Um, No, actually, we were just talking about podcasts, weren't we? Okay, that's even worse. Just kidding. But if you like YOY, please subscribe in iTunes. So I asked the Irish guy, what should these two really be talking about? What conversations make for a memorable date? There are certain things that are going to, like, make the first 10 minutes of conversation to a stranger easier. But then I think there's better conversation that you can have to scare somebody away that you really aren't going to have any interest in. And what is that? What's what's that question? I don't know. You can just talk about, like, just strange shit that you've done. You can pick your nose. Like, if you're good at massages or not. Was that a strange question? Do I have a booger? No. I was just thinking thinking about that. Why, is that is that a weird thing to ask somebody? No, it's not. It's totally not. We were just talking about how tense the the yeah, look, super tense. the guy is in this interview, and he's we were like, like maybe yeah. we need to. He's like he's playing pool all the time, in. you know. <laughs> They're referring to David's body language here, how bent forward he is to reach at the microphone, kind of leaning into Kate. They don't know that I'm making him sit that way. Whatever, I'm a meddler, okay? But this couple, they are such a good reminder of what real chemistry sounds like. You can hear that they're like 10 minutes away from making out right in front of me. So what do you give this one out of 10? Which one? Him or her? No, the date. The date? Yeah. Uh, I'd say a five. Seems pretty boring. I was going to say a six, but nah, I guess... I'd say cut it straight through. Okay. Neither good nor bad. Okay. And what would you call your own date? I think it's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah. Like... Nine? Eight? Total. Nine. I'd say nine so far, yeah. Okay. Do you watch The Americans by any chance? I used to, but then it got boring. Really? Sorry. Wow. Uh, I heard a song yesterday, and I cried. Oh, shut up. I swear Are to God, I did. Yeah. We three of us did. We were, like, we were three men, yeah, all 30 and above. That's the price I paid for it was a Billy Bragg song. Do you know Billy Bragg? Yeah. Yeah, that's the price I pay for way that I do. It was about him breaking up with somebody. My friend said she could 
I mean, my ex-boyfriend was very much so a wire-breaking bad person, and he was like, meh, about the Americans. And I was like, dude, this is an amazing story about CIA, and it's like kind of real. Not 100%, but kind of real. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to step up the meddling and pass our date a note. Where we left our date, they were in the middle of talking about a television show called The Americans. It went on for like an hour. With the suggestion of a handsome Irish man, I passed Kate a note. I don't know, like, their marriage, like, really, like... It says, ask him, when was the last time you cried? If I agree to give The Sopranos, like, another shot, would you agree to give The Americans another shot? Yes. All right, deal. Cheers. Cheers. When was the last time you cried? Uh, the last time I cried, pretty recently, probably. Me too. I know, probably Sunday. Do you mind if I ask you why? You can say no. I'm uh, sure, yeah. Um, I got ghosted by a Tinder date. Oh my god, Sam. It worked. One point for excessive meddling. I head back into the bar and get everyone another round. By now, I'm kind of friendly with the bartender. His name's Colin. And there's this beautiful girl sitting alone and talking with him. This is a normal date that Colin does. It's to have a girl sit in a bar stool and watch him make drinks for customers. Is it working? Not really. It provides me with a buffer. (laughs) So if things start to go awry, I can pretend like I'm doing something else. He offers us a round of shots, and they're these amazing jalapeno tequila shots. Cheers. Cheers. Get the clink in the, the, get the clink, yeah. Again, listen to this chemistry. Totally going home together. Yeah, definitely. When he gets off of work, which is probably at like 2 a.m., so I'll just like sit and wait around until that happens. Which it's like, what time is it? It's 8:10 now, so of a few hours to go. Meanwhile, on the back patio, what's the uh, worst movie you ever saw in theaters? Um. Okay. So. Yeah, dude, I don't know. What movie do you hate? There's something I need to tell you about. Throughout this date, Kate keeps checking her phone. And there's a reason. Off mic before the date started, she asked me when I thought the date might end. And I said an hour, hour and a half. I don't know. And she was like, great, because I have another date coming in two hours. It turns out this is her usual strategy. If you book back to back dates, then if the first guy's a dud, it doesn't ruin your night. It's a good idea. The problem is that neither of us have really been keeping track of time, and the other date could show up at any moment now. This is especially weird because the other guy is also named David. Instead of a journalist, he works in finance. And not only does he work in finance, but he's also a yoga instructor, like a really buff yoga instructor with a big Instagram following. So I'm starting to realize that David number two is going to show up at any moment, which is too bad because they were finally getting somewhere. Um, do you have blue eyes? Do I? They're like hazily brown. They're like, they're, I, I get right. hazel out. They change a little bit, they're I think. Hazel. Yeah. hazel, yeah. I'm just wondering. They're like really nice, you know, whatever. They're beautiful. Thank you. They're quite nice, yeah. 
Kiss. Kiss. They high-five instead. Uh, and um, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I was a kid, I would get... Um, I think David likes her. You can hear how hard of a time he's having at getting himself back on track here. It's like his brain is saying, wait, are we in love now? Is this it? Over the course of the next 30 minutes, Kate and David talk about Britney Spears, weed, their parents, religion, politics. And this whole time, I'm just worrying about this guy showing up and nervously scrolling through his Instagram. They're all pictures of him in yoga poses with captions about creating your own obstacles and then overcoming them. Um, and sweet, oh God, it's a beautiful sunset. Um, oh, that look is, at that. So, it's oh like my perfectly gosh. pink. Damn. Damn. Anyway. For the record on this pot, it is a beautiful, it's beautiful sunset. sunset. Just like imagine the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen. Cotton candy pink. And that's like shit compared to this. Like you're blue. like a it's fucking like asshole for even thinking of pink. a sunset. I tried to test out my own meddling tonight, and I learned that there was nothing I could really do. There's no chemistry, there's no chemistry. Plus, Kate did her own meddling. The finance bro slash yoga teacher, also named David, he's about to get here. So I'm just going to play out the tape. You'll know he's arrived when they both stop sure, talking. Yeah. I, I will be the Republican daughter that my father has always known for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. I will never tell him that I changed my party in New York to Democrat so I could vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary. Like, he will never know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he does, I'm fucked. Like, he will make me pay for my college, which I cannot do. Right. Oh, dang. You know, yeah. you know that's completely fair. It's completely... Oh, you no, know, I got in such... Yo, David. Me? Hey. Other David? Yeah, no, this is my other date. This is your other date. Hey. Hey. This is what I was talking about. Yeah, sorry. Sit down. This is is also David. No, go ahead. Uh, This is what I was talking about. This is why it's complicated. I'm on a recorded date right now. No, this this is natural. You want it natural. This happens normally. No, it totally does. I'm being very sarcastic right now. Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Your name's David as well? Yeah. Where are you from? How you doing? How was your day today? How was work? Oh my god! It's good. I, I won a negotiation, sorry. which doesn't usually happen. Congratulations! Yeah, no. I'm sorry, Congratulations! I, I got everything I wanted. We're really you, you, wait, you, you don't you don't normally wait. What, what do you do? Did you hear all that? David number one leaped up and he just started asking the other David questions. It was a polite seeming way to be incredibly angry and embarrassed. He just got in that guy's face and he was like, how was your day? David number two, instead of bolting, which I think a lot of people would have done, he held his ground. He bragged, it was good. I won a negotiation. I got everything I wanted. David number one walks away. He thinks we set this up. He says, I knew I shouldn't have done this. That I was going to be the punchline to a joke. He liked Kate, genuinely. This wasn't about a podcast for him. Outside in the back garden, the other date is just getting started. David number two name drops celebrity yoga instructors. He says he works at an experimental studio that nobody's heard of. But once you hear the name, yeah, everyone's heard of this place. 
He mansplains Western occultism and the history of witches. Kate jokingly says that he's mansplaining. He seems unfazed. She tells him he's really smart. He thanks her. They don't talk about television. And a few hours later, they make out. That's it for today's show. I want to thank everyone who wrote us an iTunes review. Thank you so much. It really helps. SJ Moore said we have an enlightened perspective on a subject that's often tackled in boring ways. Thank you. BK Podcast 200 called the show funny, uncomfortable, and uplifting, often all at once. Thank you. Other great reviews came in from Mrs. Maris Mo, Ms. Montana One, Robocopter, P Fuzzy, Meowza, Conjunctate, Cat Belrova, Nancidi, Bimini Road, Noah Jacobs, Hen Hen Henry, and Owe Owe. And you guys can do it too. Just go to iTunes.com slash YOY. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is Hilary Frank. This week, we were edited by Mia Lobel and Laura Mayer. Our podcast artwork is by Teddy Blanks from Chips.NYC. Our theme music is by Andy Nicholas and Casey Holford. We also used Creative Commons Music by Steve Combs and Fabian Measures from the Free Music Archive. Lots of folks have chipped in to help with the show this week, including AC Valdez, Jason Gambrell, Alana Milner, Sarah Bentley, Ian Pexa, Gabe Roth, Tommy Craigs, and a shout out to the original Margaret, Margaret Knowles. Kate says hello. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Next time on YOY, I sneak into the yoga guy's class and secretly record everything. Okay, ladies, let's all bend over into the downward donk, uh, downward dog position.